Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode of Another Happy Pod is sponsored by Bales of Hay. Bales of hay, guaranteed not to break your back. Not breaking your back, not guaranteed. Bales of hay may also cause irritation, unpleasant smell, and death. Always consult a doctor before performing a leap of faith. Another happy pod are not responsible for any injuries or deaths that may occur. Nathan, I love you. Nathan, I do. Trying to orchestrate <clears throat> some organic banter for you. I'm just going to give you nothing. <laughs> just straight up nothing. Just, just straight up <laughs> silence and rejection. <sighs> so That made me sad. There you go. What's it going to be? Um, I'll take the silence and rejection, please. That's cool. Let me play you a little song. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> An idea just pops into my head, and when it pops into your head, you just got to roll with it. <sighs> And that was Drunken Sailor from the Assassin's Creed 4 Black Fact soundtrack. You're back with another happy radio, and this is The Big Drive Home. I'm Nathan Bauer, keeping you occupied until 10pm this evening. Send those texts in, let me know what you're up to, and we'll have a funky evening. I could be a DJ. You could be. I could be a ring. Off the cuff, that was actually quite impressive. I was was vibing. I, I was vibing too. I tell you what, um, fucking watch out, Chris Miles. Does he even do radio anymore? Who knows? Um, I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he. he no one really is, is he Radio One or, or no? Chris Miles show. He, he, yeah, the Chris Miles show, International Radio One. Oh, good. There's no, there's nothing that a bit of drunken sailor can't fix. Uh, hello, Nathan. Oh, what do you want? <laughs> is that a yawn? <laughs> it was a yawn followed up by an abrasive question. Well, what I want, Nathan, is to do this podcast uh, and to do well, it with you, if that's all right. I should probably do the intro, shouldn't I? Oh, yeah. Go on, go ahead. Do yeah. that. Okay. 
<clears throat> excuse me. I'm just going to leave all this in because <laughs> I'm editing. Uh, hello and welcome. <laughs> hello and welcome back to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about pop culture and try to keep things just a little bit optimistic and positive. We don't always succeed, but we do make sure we have a good time doing it. My name's Nathan, and as always, I'm joined by everyone's favourite p- Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Oh, God, you levelled it up this time. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, Nathan, we're definitely not going to be able to keep it optimistic today, because we're talking about a garbage film for dickheads. Oh, f- no burying the lead whatsoever, <laughs> just straight. Can I also say, we've started... We 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 do these remotely, and we've introduced recently doing this uh, over FaceTime, so we can see each other's beautiful faces, or rather, I can you can see my face, uh, whereas you have positioned you've somehow find found a way to position the phone right behind your fucking microphone, so that's all I can see. <laughs> I don't want you looking at me. Get fucked. Well, I don't want you reading I'll my I'll facial cues. Knowing I want to look at you. No, because you know when I'm fake laughing at you, when you make a joke that isn't quite that funny, so I go, <laughs> that's funny. That just wouldn't happen, though. No, it does happen. It happens every episode. Well, you hurt my feelings, so... <laughs> I'm very sorry. We're five <laughs> minutes in. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't even know. We're, we're five minutes into the recording. We're not five minutes into the edit. True. Now I'm giving the this game This is probably away. like four seconds worth of material. Yeah, it's very true. Well, you're right, so I don't know. I don't know how cutthroat you're going to be. Um, oh, mate, it's going to be, it's going to be like fucking Sweeney Todd's pie shop. Anyway, welcome back to this podcast. Uh, today we are talking about a movie uh, based on a game, based on a book, which is not true, but there is a book of the game. So. <laughs> We're go. talking about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Let's get into it, or we're just going to waffle for another five minutes, uh, and then that'll be eight seconds of airtime that you've got there. Um, All right, well, why don't, why don't you do whatever you do then? Okay, I'll do whatever I do. Um, yeah, Assassin's Creed, uh, I watched it when it first came out in the cinema with you, uh, and uh, basically I thought it sucked. I thought it sucked hard. So the other day I thought... <laughs> Do you remember what happened when we went to see this movie? What did happen? I presume we laughed a lot at it, but... Well, yeah, there was that. But we went we went to see this movie, and at the time we was in university in London. Shout out London South Bank. And our cinema of choice was the Cineworld at O2. O2 Greenwich. So we went along yeah. there. We decided that we were going to have a little meal beforehand. So we popped into Nando's in the O2... Um, <laughs> but as we were going there, as we was walking towards the cinema and the Nando's, which was right next to it, there was only a fucking movie premiere going on, oh, and shit. fucking Vin Diesel and Donnie Yen were walking down the red carpet, ready to fucking take a look at that triple X movie that came. Was that out. was that this movie? I didn't know that was this that movie. was this movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, because it was um. Was it? Um, is it Triple X? The re- it was Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage was the movie. Triple X: The re- yeah, some some weird shit like Triple that. X, I never saw it. Triple X: uh, Vin Diesel uh, wears talcum powder. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, I forgot all about that. Actually, that was that was such a weird night. <laughs> that was a weird night. Um, yeah, 
and it was it was only I think the premiere was the most enjoyable part, given that we we got to see Donnie Yen for one second. Um, we, I think me and you both screamed from a few meters away. I am one with the force. The, oh no, the, was it? I'm one with the force. The force is with me, or something. What is it? What's yeah. his big quote? I'm is that I'm one with the force. The force is with me. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he didn't hear us, but we we went away no. feel, feeling great about it. Yeah, he loved it. And Beth, our friend Beth, who has also been on this podcast, she got a picture with Nina DeBrev, who is someone apparently famous. So there we go. Yeah, she's she's, um, the, she's the main girl in Vampire Diaries. I do not care less. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, we're t- <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that terrible show. So we're talking about uh, Assassin's Creed. I will disagree with you and say that seeing Donnie Yen was the most enjoyable thing about that night. It was pretty enjoyable. It was pretty enjoyable seeing Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. And this film is pretty bad. Mostly. Okay. It's mostly, it's mostly pretty bad. Okay. Let me tell you what I think happened with Assassin's Creed the movie. And I don't really think this happened. This is just a dumb story. Okay. So basically, they filmed two movies. They filmed a good movie and a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. And then what they did was they took three scenes from a good movie and shoved them into a bad movie, and then you have this movie. Yeah. And those three scenes were everything set in the past. Yeah. I I would be inclined to agree. I, I did say, I wrote down some notes, there are two movies going on in this, because the distinction between them is is, is just wild. Like Even the way they're shot, yeah. Is, it's really different because the stuff, all the scenes in the Animus itself in the past are actually incredible. Watching them last night, I was amazed by actually how, how good it was. The action, it's mostly all real. There's very little CGI in those scenes. The CGI is all to enhance the background and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not the actual action or parkour or anything like that. That's all done in camera and it's all real. And it's just really interesting and really good the way the camera actually follows around the actors and everything like that. It's a shame it's ruined by the rest of the movie. Yeah, I, I think um, the main thing, obviously, let's we'll talk about the actual whole movie as a whole, but if we're talking about the good shit, those three scenes, um, something that's really cool in this, um, which actually got criticism for, which I completely disagree, um, the way the action is shot is fucking stunning. Like it's so good. Yeah. It's um, a lot of people said it was too like too born legacy, too quick cut, too like too I too see, much going on. See, that's the thing. I think it is in the modern day because yeah. there's there's a fight scene towards the end in in the modern day, and that is very shaky cam, very quick cut, very can't tell what's going on. But yeah. I feel like in the past, it's actually shot differently. It's you can see. What's happening? And he's in his. There's a scene where, like, uh, Michael Fassbender as Aguilar, he's got like a bow and arrow, and he's like, he's. I can't really describe this on a mic, but he's like moving it around, and the camera's moving with the with the bow and arrow, yeah. and it's just really interesting. But there's nothing like that. That's one in of the my modern favorite, day stuff. That's one of my favorite shots in the whole movie because he, um, mm. he he like he does he moves it, and the camera kind of jars left to right to left to right again. Yeah, uh, until he you kind of see his eyes roll, and he decides to ricochet the arrow off a wall. Um, it's and, almost like the camera is mounted onto the arrow, yeah. the way it's like moving around. It's it's really well done. Yeah, so yeah, so there's this is what confuses me, right? Because <laughs> Justin Kurzel, a name that we know very well, um, 
basically for some context on along that. along with Marion Cotard and <laughs> yeah, um, and, and Michael Fassbender. Um, yeah, so they basically me me and Nathan at uni we had to write an essay, um, and one of the things we uh, chose to write about was uh, the 2015 Justin Kurzel film Macbeth. Uh, Justin yeah. Kurzel also directed this film. Uh, I think Macbeth is a pretty damn good film. It's not an easy watch. You have to be paying attention. Um, I never want to see it again. <laughs> as as far as as far as like shakespeare adaptations go though it's stunning like it, it's a beautiful looking film um and it and it's and it's good um it's a shame that someone someone dropped the the special source in justin kurzel's uh directing process because assassin's creed just sucks ass <laughs> it's just it, do you know what it is it's like it's like a wet fart of a film yeah it, it 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 is. I think it's it's just massively let down by a number of things, really. But I feel like the biggest for years, people have been saying the most interesting part of Assassin's Creed is the stuff in the Animus. Everything outside the modern day saying it's the least interesting part, which is why over the course of the games it appears in them less and less. Yeah. To the point where it's almost non existent these days. Is is pretty much just it's, all it's, in the games currently it's like you get the setup, then you get the middle, then you get the end. <laughs> you barely yeah. ever touch back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's and it's really optional if you do want to leave and most people, myself included, don't because there's nothing to do. There's I always nothing said, to do. Was it Rebecca's always like, "Why don't you stretch your legs? Why don't you get some walk? Uh, you know, why don't you? Uh, why don't you not stay in the animus all day because it, it'll hurt your head or something?" I get out, look at one poster, and I'm like, "Back in the animus, I go." <laughs> <laughs> That's me done. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because it is. The, it's the most interesting part. You're exploring history and able to do parkour and run around and do all kinds of shit. Why? Why would you want to stay in? A clinical facility with a weird arm that drags you around. It's all it's all very, very stupid. And and they made they massively made the wrong decision in in the layout of this film. I read that it was sixty five percent modern day, thirty five percent in the past. That should have been flipped. That should have absolutely oh, been flipped. flipped. To be honest, yeah. Um, I would go as far as to say make like if you because they wanted to set up a universe when they did this or they wanted mm. to set up a franchise this was the first in a planned trilogy yeah yeah um what i would have done is introduced aguila's story um told basically told the entire movie as aguila's story um and then have the ending of that film set up uh callum that would have been good that would have been good yeah. so starts then, with uh, aguila have the whole film and then at the end he like comes out of the animus yeah as like a kind Which of twist thing yeah, which would which I think would have been cool, and then obviously in the second and third film, then you can kind of have a bit more of an even split, but get people on board by giving them what they want. Yeah, and that's that's another thing this movie does. It kicks the Assassin's Creed fans in the teeth relentlessly. It really does with with stuff, right? So the, Assassin's Creed is a is is a great franchise of games, um, and it's always been hailed for how much it embraces the dumb shit. Yeah. It's never shied away from the, I'm a game, you can jump off <laughs> like a 200 feet tall building uh, and land in a barrel of hay and you'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. But then but then they, then they the movie takes themselves too seriously for that. So when we get to the amazing, amazingly shot Leap of Faith sequence, it cuts back to Callum like landing, like literally like I've just jumped two foot in the air and landed back again. Yeah. 
Yeah, they... It's just, it's crap. It, again, amazingly shot because they actually shot the leap of faith. Like, they actually had a guy jump... It, 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 I think it got, like, the world record for the highest free-fall uh, stunt in a movie or something like that. Um, because it was real. Because they did it. Yeah. Um, I wonder if but, Mission Impossible <clears throat> Fallout beat that with the... Oh, this was after... F- oh, actually, yeah, it's probably probably did, actually, because that was yeah. all real. And that was very well done as well. Um... But the fucking what was I going to say yeah the the I remember me and you were raging in the cinema when that happened. We were so excited to see a bale of hay, and then when it cut away, it was like fuck no. Yeah, there is that's, there that's is what pissed me off because they the fucking Marion Cotillard as well. Cotty is it Cotillard? Cotillard, yeah. Cotillard. Um, yeah, she's she's there, and she like they build up the moment, and Assassin's Creed fans know what's coming next. It's either going to be water or it's going to be. Um, Hey. It's going to be a barrel of hay or like a hay bale, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, so we were sat there, and she even goes, oh, "A leap of faith." Oh, she doesn't do. She doesn't do that there. That's that's. When does she do that? That's when he jumps off the bridge at, towards the end. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, still, yeah. still fuck this movie. <laughs> it's, yeah. Still fuck this movie. I noticed. I noticed this time though. I don't think I noticed this the first time, but um, during that chase sequence before he does the leap of faith, um, he there's like a guard on a ledge, and he like shoves him off the ledge, and he falls into a cart of hay. So I, I noticed that, but I guess that's there as like a little nod and a reference because they're not actually committing the fucking cowards. <sighs> That's um, too little, too late, though. That sucks. Well, that that's before it. That's before the actual leap of faith. See, I've watched. See, I've watched this twice. One of them, literally, less than a, I finished it less than an hour ago, and I didn't even notice it. So that's how obviously evident their fan service is. Here's like, a here's a note I have. Animus is stupid. And it's like this. Oh, it's the Toy Story, the claw. It's, it's the. It's, the it's so thing. fucking. That, that's not. That's not the animus. That's not what the animus does. Look, I, I can, I can forgive this to an extent because it's a movie. And yeah. Michael Fassbender sleeping on a fucking bed is not very compelling and dynamic to see. Yeah. It's that's, like, like I understand you know in that. You know, in um, you know, in X Men when. James McAvoy was like, I'm going to put my fingers to my temple when I do mind control stuff, because otherwise I just look like I'm squinting and need a poo. Yeah. Um, so that shit I understand. <laughs> but it's... But then but then stop cutting away. <laughs> just stick with one. It's... Either do all the action someplace. The weird, the weird thing is, though, there's... We're, what Ubisoft wanted to do with this is they ju- they didn't want to just do an adaptation of an already existing story. Like they didn't want to just do Assassin's Creed One um, and just cut it down into two hours and say here have that. Which 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 I admire. They wanted to do a different story just set in this world. Which I'm like, cool, fair enough. But they also wanted to as- set it within the existing universe. Um, yeah. But if you do that, you have to play by that universe's already existing set of rules. So if this is still in that universe, then we know what the Animus is, and we know what the Animus is capable of, and what it does. None of which is it pro- get, projects a 3D environment with ghosts or whatever, because yeah, that that was all very very strange and just it essentially just transports your consciousness into kind <coughs> of a an. Uh, my cat is climbing all over the desk and Nathan can see it now um, so yeah it normally just projects like a consciousness into your kind of ancestors self and they won't if they notice it at all it's because you've overused the animus and then 
you get the whole like Ezio saying who is Desmond kind of thing um but yeah it's just uh, right this this movie that's something that I'm going to say um I respect the fact that they didn't want to do um like uh, to be honest it would have been pants if they just did like an an Assassin's Creed game as a 2 hour movie because Assassin's Creed games are famously like 100 million years long um and it would have been pretty awful to condense it this to me feels like someone forced an AI to play every Assassin's Creed game and then the AI wrote a script. Yeah. Because it, it does little things like it says, um, we need to get the, the Apple of Eden. Why? So we can cure violence. And then, and, then, and then they get it. And then like one thing happens and then someone will be like, he is synchronizing. It's, it just feels so weird. It is. Like, it does just seem like keywords and and just stuff you kind of know from from that universe just plucked into it. Yeah, it is pretty weird. Um, the one thing, Jarvis, fuck off. One thing that is okay. Well, there we go. One thing that is strange about this movie is. Uh, just how incredible the cast is, and I don't mean like the cast are all performing. Like there are some big names in this cast, like yeah. weirdly big. Like you got Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons, Michael Kenneth Williams, Brendan Gleeson, Charlotte Rampling, Dennis. Who is that? Dennis Menoshe, who's the French guy from Inglorious Bastards. Like, what the fuck is going on? And none of them deliver anything close to a memorable performance. None of them do anything good. It's it's so weird that you got so many big name, incredible actors, a lot of big British names as well, and it's like all of them wasted, massively wasted, with nothing to do. Do you know what the? I'm gonna phone it back to Macbeth again. So that how this came about was Ubisoft had already basically said, if we're doing this, we're doing it with Michael Fassbender. I don't know why. They just obviously took a liking to Michael Fassbender and wanted him in it. it was, he agreed. He was big in 2013, apparently. Must have been. Um, he said, I'm only doing it if you get Justin Kurzel to direct and Marion Cotillard to play whoever is the female lead. And they said, okay. And they got all of them because I presume... They wanted Justin Kurzel for his like rich imagery and like um, rich imagery and like way of painting a scene, like very iconic kind of beautiful shots. Uh, and Marion Cotillard to presumably deliver a great performance, um, which she has done many a time. In this, she just says like phrases. Like, she just says, like, key phrases, and then she tries to, like... They even mention it, like, oh, she's great at delivering, like, the one-liners in speeches for, for her dad. Yeah. But everything she said is... Ju- everything she says is just, like, something that's, like, a tagline from a game or a poster. It just seems so weird. Yeah. Not, I don't know. Not, there, was, there was no real reason for any of it. it, it that's, that's the perfect way to describe it. It was just all lines for a trailer. That's that's yeah. really 
what it was. And it's it's a shame when you got an actress who's that good, who's done incredible performances. She is, as much as I now hate that movie Macbeth, she is incredible in it. Um, She's amazing in that film. Yeah. They all are. Everyone in that film is delivering some A-game performances. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I just don't understand. This had all the ingredients for success. And it just it's just so dull. It's There's boring. also some really weird choices with the fact that um, Michael Fassbender plays two characters. He plays... Uh, Callum, but then he also plays Aguila, which kind of makes sense. Um, but then you also have people in the past who look really similar to the people in the modern day. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, at times I kind of rewind, rewound him. It's like, is that? I is had that to look up the cast because I thought like the big beefy security dude, the guy from um, Inglorious Bastards, was like the villain in the past. I had to like. Look it up. It's oh, not. The, they're like two. The, the main guard. Guys. Yeah, they're like two different actors. But I really thought they was the same for quite a lot of this movie. It was. It was yeah, a the, really the, weird the choice. The difference between them is essentially one has a beard and the other one doesn't. Yeah, they look really similar. And he even the guard in the modern mm-hmm. day kind of storyline even has this big sequence where he's like he chats to uh, Michael Fassbender and says like, "Ah, oh, I respected the assassins because they show like great integrity, great moral character." Um, they're able to kind of sneak in, lie, um, all in the name of their beliefs, and then he's like, "You're not one of them blokes." I was like, "That ev- that made me even more think like that's a very personal thing to say, considering yeah. you're a security guard who doesn't know this man." <laughs> like, it made me think like, "Is is there some sort of bleeding effect going on with him?" But then, yeah, yeah they're just not the same guy, and it's fucking weird. Even um, Maria, who was another great character, like Aguila's partner in uh, Spain in. 15th century Spain. She looked like Marion Cotillard as well. Yeah. So it was it was all it was just really strange to have that and it it seemed like it was a deliberate choice. Maybe it was just a coincidence. But especially given the fact that you had Fassbender playing both characters as well, it it seemed really weird to have such similar looking actors uh play yeah. those roles. I don't know why. No, I'm I'm with you. I think there's a lot of this stuff that doesn't make sense. What do you think about the um the I'll tell you what, let's just get into the actual story of it. So it opens with Callum as a young boy who yeah. goes home and sees that his dad, who is part of the Assassin's Creed, has killed his mum, who is also part of the Assassins, I think. Yeah, she um, is. Yeah. And then and then the next time we see Callum it's it's thirty years later, uh, and he's like obviously this kind of delinquent criminal. Um and he's basically just hell-bent on killing his dad. And he's pissed off, and he, he's a bit of a miserable bastard. Did you understand any of the re- like the relevance to the opening? Uh, no. Well, the the stuff with the mum uh, later on, it makes more sense. You're giving more context for that later on. Um, but mostly, no. It, it was all very strange. Again, just weird choices were made again. Um, they say he's on death row because he killed a pimp. Why did he kill a pimp? Well, wh- and why a pimp? And why a pimp? What was the significant? Did it have to be a pimp? Did it have to be such a funny choice? Because it is funny. But it's like, funny. It's... When people think of pimps, they don't think of pimps in the traditional sense. They think of like the, like San Andreas, GTA, 
long purple coats, feather hats. Like it just, it's a funny choice. It's a very funny choice, and I don't, and it's not meant to be a funny choice. So it really makes no sense. I don't understand. Well, they could have said anything else. Killed a drug dealer. Killed someone. A rapist. Whatever. Like, why did it have to be a pimp? <laughs> that's something that I should. Yeah, I just don't understand. And yeah. also, like in terms of that, him killing a pimp, which is a moment that is not intended to be funny, is basically the only moment of levity in this script that takes itself so fucking seriously. There yeah. is not a single joke. There is not a single oh. moment of tension relief. Yeah, I, I actually didn't notice that, but yeah, you're right. I can't think of one. I don't think there is. There's literally not a single moment. And bearing in mind this film is 60% very long expositional dialogue sequences. Yeah. I've played every single Assassin's Creed game. Every single one. And I was still at some points like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, so it's... It's really weird. I f- so I think what's going on with his mum is that I, I his mum has uh, Isu DNA, once who came before, meaning he does too. Um, like so, like Desmond and like other characters in Assassin's Creed, um, she's a descendant of the Isu, the ones who came before, meaning she'll have access to eagle vision and 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 the other sort of stuff, and. Yeah. I and do you, want to, do you want to explain what Isu is to people that might not so be Isu, so in Assassin's Creed, um, Isu are kind of like what we would call gods, but they're just a, a different civilization. They're, they're originally called the ones who came before because they came before the human race. They created the human race, um, and so they was on Earth. They inhabited the Earth millions and millions of years ago, um, but then they were wiped out by a, a devastating natural event like meteorites and some shit and their civilization was lost mostly um but there's descendants popping up every now and then one of them being desmond uh in the games and then clearly uh michael fassmender's mum in this um and though their dna is is able to be read more more cleanly with the animus which, which is why abstergo seeks out these people so i think that is why Brendan Gleeson killed her because uh, she didn't, I think she said like she didn't want to spend her life in the machine or something like that. Something so, like that. And we yeah. and it's revealed later because when we first see her in the in the opening scene in the flash uh, back opening scene I guess yeah. um, it's um, she's she's just dead. She's already dead. Yeah. Whereas when we see her later on we get some more context that she's actually forced the knife in herself she's forced the hidden blade into her own neck yeah so she's dom um wasn't Donald gleason uh brendan gleason's given less of a kind of villainous arc at that moment because uh, you realize that he was probably doing this out of some degree of love um but yeah it, it comes really late in the game and after the big confrontation between him and michael fassbender and brendan gleason so it, it doesn't really just provide any more levity at all yeah, it's again, it's just wasted potential. Again, it's just really like there could have been something great done there, but for whatever reason, they just quickly rushed it along and and confined it to this one small scene, uh, a, an irrelevant point in the movie, which didn't need to yeah. be there. So, again, a weird choice. Not sure why it was there. 
It is weird. I'm pulling up my notes to see what else I wrote about this. Oh, um, um, Arno was there, so that's cool, I guess. Arno? Ar- Arno is the protagonist oh, of Unity. Yes. Yes, that's on the French dude. Yeah, he was in like where the the sequence with his mum. Yeah, he was one of the assassins in that sequence. Oh, there you go. Which is why why Arno? Like surely Ezio would be the obvious choice. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not I don't, I haven't played Unity in a long while and my last experience with Unity was less than great. I hear they've cleaned it up quite a lot and it's not bad. It's but, a good game. At this point, I'd imagine it was still probably um, the lowest rated critic score of Assassin's Creed games. Well, like, no, this one I think was not I've, particularly I've, well received. I don't even know if it had come out, had it? Had it not? Well, how would it? How would it have done? Oh, that's oh no, no. So what? Thing. Yeah, no. So this, yeah. So this move, this um, uh, Unity came out in. Um, I think Unity came out like the year before this came out. I think. Okay. So like this would have been shot okay. as Unity was coming out. Oh, maybe that's why they tied it in then. But yeah, it, surely of people to be there, like Ezio, Lucy, Sean, Rebecca, <laughs> Desmond, William, like it's just weird. It it the tie-ins that they wanted to establish. And I'm pretty sure later in Assassin's Creed games, you can get, like, mm. in the boring modern-day mm. aspects, you can get, like, emails from Sophia. You can, yes. In um, in Assassin's Creed Origins, you you do get emails from Sophia, and they also have, like, the blueprint blueprints for that version of the Animus, and then, like, information on why it was scrapped and everything like that. Which is oh, they're retconning it in yeah. emails of their games, <laughs> yeah. oh and then there's like information on the death of um, Alan Rickin and and that sort oh. of thing. Um, but yeah, this like, like I said, this was supposed to be the the first in a trilogy, which is obviously um, not happening now. Um, this was no. pretty quick to die off, and then. Uh, Netflix now have announced that they're doing a, an Assassin's Creed series, so I'm interested to see what that could be. That seems like it could be something quite good. But in terms of the movies, it's uh, it's dead, and I think that's for the best. Yeah, I think this is this is one of them situations where I'm excited to see what um, I think a more competent studio will do with probably a better format for this kind of material which is episodic tv i think Um, that's a better format yeah yeah and also hopefully knowing netflix a little bit more of a respectable budget um because we've seen what's possible like again the i don't think it had a i don't think it had a small budget by any means i think it was like from what i read i think it was like 180 million i want to say okay fair enough then I, mean, I don't know where it up. went, considering they did a lot of stuff in camera. Drone shots. Yeah, true. <laughs> Literally helicopters. <laughs> Endless helicopters. Let me look um, that up. Carry on talking. Yeah, go on. I'm, I'm interested to know. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I think Netflix is going to be a better home for it. Episodic TV is a much better platform to release it on, because then you get the element of mystery, uh, you get the element of build-up, and you also get to tackle the issue that you're not just stuck for, like, I don't know, 20 minutes in modern day, 20 minutes in, uh, in like, in the past or whatever era you set it in. 
125 million. 125. That's respectable. That's... Yeah, and it grossed 240. I mean, could... So, I guess it made its money. Okay. It made its money. I think it made probably a lot less than they were anticipating it making. Yeah, I would imagine so. Especially when it's like a big franchise name like Assassin's Creed, which literally is the birth of AAA gaming. It is the first AAA <laughs> game. Um, yeah, it, and it is the blueprint now for a lot of AAA games. Like, how many games have like the viewpoint and everything like that? It is that. Oh, is. they would. They Assassin's Creed was doing shit before, way before any other studio was doing yeah. shit like that. Like, um, they introduced a large amount of like skill tree progression, a large amount of like, yeah, like the the eagle mechanic um, of like, for, like was it like the Batman does like the tagging enemies fun. and that sort of thing. Yeah, but like Bat- Batman does what is it like the night vision kind of thing? Detective like vision sense. That's it. Yeah. So loads yeah. of games copied this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd imagine it didn't make its money back at all. Um, I do want to say in this movie that we're kind of slating into a little bit because it is it could have done so much better. Um, with it's just wasted script. potential. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. But I think <laughs> everyone in the crew brought their A game. Like, oh yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, like, the locations look... Basically, everything in this game... Yeah, everything in this game feels, even the modern stuff, and looks like an Assassin's Creed franchise. Like, the modern stuff, dislike how it was shot as I do, it still looks like the modern-day Assassin's Creed kind of scenery. Yeah, Um, I guess. It all all looks good. Uh, The costume design is amazing. We still... I'm pretty sure you play a lot of the time in Aguila's costume when you can because you get it as like a Ubisoft reward or something yeah it's uh, if you get some origins you can play in a Gullis costume and yeah it yeah. looks good it does look good yeah so like there was a lot of backing behind this a lot of people kind of giving it their A game but I just it just failed miserably on a story perspective like <laughs> it just did nothing interesting with it yeah like I said it is just wasted potential I think this is a, a movie massively let down by the writing, which is a shame because I read like the um, Michael Fassbender, Justin Kurzel, and Marion Cotillard. They all spent quite a lot of time working on the script together and working on what would be the the best outcome for these characters. Uh, how they decided on this, I'm not sure, but um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess this is this is what we got. And yeah, it is just like you said. There is a number of different ways this could have gone. The idea you had about this being entirely set in the in the past and then pulling away to the future at the end. That could have been really good. That would have been yeah. really interesting. Um, I'd imagine... Well, if, you, if anyone from Ubisoft is listening, uh, I'm going <laughs> to trademark, uh, trademark that right now. Um, and you can... Yeah, you can give me the money. You can give both of us the money. I'd say we, we yeah. came up with that together. Yeah, exactly. But it was mostly me. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I was being nice. No. Um, what else? Any other notes here? Um, I'm, I'm having a look. I think I've anything, most of what anything you would like to see from the Netflix series. Uh, yeah, I want to see an assassin <laughs> I don't know. Um, completely. I want to see basic Assassin's Creed, but a completely new story. Yeah. Like I want some random dude, like just like Desmond, working in a bar, normal life. To have his entire world flipped upside down, uh, and I and I want to be like introduced to things as if I'm a fucking moron because Assassin's Creed lore is complicated, 
yeah. and if you just expect people to know it, people will drop off. Uh, Whereas, set the entire first episode in the past. Yes. Do yeah. that on Netflix. Do that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's... It, one thing I would like to see is I would like to see an Assassin's Creed storyline. I know we're talking about the, the the movie here, but one thing I've had an issue with the games lately is it's not really focused on Assassin's Creed as much. It's like the Assassins are just an element of the story, but not really there. Like in the last one, you don't even play as an Assassin, um, which seems strange. So I'd like it to focus... Yeah, especially considering there's a moment where... A guy, the guy, the main guy who is an assassin comes over to you and goes, "Do you want to be a part of the assassins?" And you go, "Nah, nah, nah I'm good, man." <laughs> I, ah, it. well, this game called Assassin's Creed, it's it's very fun, isn't it? I'm glad I spent sixty yeah. quid on this. Yeah, uh, Assassin's actually, Creed so it's was a fun at game. Its best when I like it was focusing on that. It, it was. I'm recently playing through the the Ezio collection at the moment, and I'm. It just reminds me how good the assassin storyline is, how how intriguing it can be, and uh, and I wish the games would go back to that. But that's an episode for another time. Um, any final thoughts on this sixty uh, percent pile of shit, forty percent pretty good movie? Um, <clears throat> I I I am I, I'm very confident in saying that today will be the last time I probably watch this movie ever. <laughs> uh, like, I yeah, I got. I think you've summed it up perfectly in the sense that it's just wasted potential. It was yeah. it was an IP that could have done and spawned an amazing trilogy that we could still be talking about as like one of the highlights of like gaming translated to movies. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but it didn't break the curse. It didn't break it, and it sadly just become. A forgotten about movie like i i've seen this twice both times after i've basically immediately just forgotten about it and i will do after recording this yeah it seems like that that curse is hard to break but it has been broken uh, and we will talk about that another time um now what what i thought we could do lawrence um i had an idea uh, because previously in the past, you've tried to like corner me and threaten me into some terrible rating system that you came <laughs> up with uh, during the first episode, and I've always hated it. Um, yeah, never liked it. It's been well documented how how yeah. much I hate that. So I was thinking we should do something else and keep it a little bit simple. Basically, you have two options: do you watch this movie or do you skip it? Okay. Oh god, so many variables. Um <laughs> I think I can say this uh very confidently. Uh this movie is one to skip. Yeah, this movie is absolutely one to skip. It has no consequence uh on the Assassin's Creed story overall. You're not gonna miss anything. The only thing I would suggest is maybe just looking up the Aguila scenes on YouTube because those are pretty good. Um but yeah. probably not worth sitting through two hours of mostly shit um sorry justin um there we are anyway wait i've got one more thing to say before we wrap up all right well hurry up then this is an open call to garrett a friend who recently has been chatting absolute waffle he's not gonna hear this i i'm gonna at him he's gonna hear this i'll at him with a time code this is an open invitation accept our podcast invite which you ignored on twitter to discuss your stance on the Assassin's Creed games. Probably not 
anytime soon because we've just done an Assassin's Creed <laughs> episode. Um, but yeah, the DMs are open, Garrett. Are they open? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, he's. I mean, like. <laughs> He, he knows who I am. <laughs> Just message me anywhere else. <laughs> that's true, Garrett. We would um, we would love to have you on if if that is something you want to do. Um, so there you go. Why why do you want to uh, have right. him on? So we could, could he what was he saying? He he went on Twitter the other day uh, and tweeted that Unity was the best game in the franchise. Um, at which point I sent a gif of Bayak looking shocked from Origins. And then he said, I think this is the worst game in the franchise. And me and you famously love Origins. So it's I want to hear his thoughts on why my least favourite Assassin's Creed game is his favourite and why my favourite is his least favourite. I'd be, I'd be quite interested to hear what he had to say. I think, though, I, I think, and this is just me, if you are going to have that debate, I think it is at least fair that you have played both games, Lawrence. Oh yeah, I will be. I'll be playing Unity in full. Definitely. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Watch this space. Um, like I said, this is not going to be an, a soon episode. All right. Well, well, there you are, Garrett. the The call is out there. Feel free to respond or uh, decline. I know you enjoy wrestling, so consider this a uh, a call out. Is that what they call it? I don't understand wrestling. I think so. If or I tell you what. Let's wind him up and make him make it dead short. He'll come on. Wrestling is for nerds. Well, why did you say that? So I know he'll come on and oh, get cross. But then so, we've got him on and we can trap him. So Lawrence has taken the role of the heel here, which is the villain in wrestling. <laughs> uh, so he's calling wrestling a nerd and he's calling you a nerd, Garrett, specifically. Uh, so come and defend it. We no, Garrett doesn't give a shit about defending honor. He'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's very true. Um, All right, Garrett, we love you. We hope to see you on the podcast soon. Uh, Lawrence, wrap this shit up, baby. I gotta take a poo. Okay, Nathan's got to take a poo. So I'm gonna get really close and tell you that if you like the sound of this dulcet tone, then you can hear more of it uh, on another happy pod at another happy pod you can follow us on twitter you can follow us on instagram uh, and you can also uh, follow us on twitter and instagram i don't know where i'm going with this um yeah we we're going to be doing episodes weekly as we always do and sometimes don't do they come out on fridays uh, a random time more than likely in the afternoon or the morning uh, just look out for that notification 10 a.m leave us 10 a.m they come out 10 a.m they come out 10 a.m. on Friday. I've been live updated. The Anchorman has been in my ear and told me this. Um, also, give us a review. Uh, we still need a review. So far, the only five-star review we have is from Nathan, who is a co-host of this podcast. So Does it say my like... name on the review? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you'd like that to change, uh, give us a review. If you listen to this, which I'm sure a few people do, uh, all the way to the end at least, give us a nice whole, you know, wholehearted review. Let us know your thoughts. Um, yeah, other than that, that's, well, that's it. Bye. Another happy pod. Bye, you cunts.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.